This is the story of a girl. Welcome to Only Girls, a girl pod for your girl squad. I'm Sarah Gorman. And I'm Natalia Rodas. And on this podcast, we take a piece of pop culture with the word girl in the name and discuss how it relates to modern womanhood. Girls, girls only. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing good. It's a nice summer day. Yeah. And I'm spending it inside like the indoor kid that I am. Well, it's 90 degrees. It's too hot. Yeah. I went to the farmer's market this morning and wanted to die. Yeah. I walked just a couple blocks just now. and Yeah. It's too much. This is the day to stay inside in the air conditioning. Yeah. My favorite thing to do in the summer. (laughs) That's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) Right? Go to the movies. I'm like, the summer's when I go to the movies. (laughs) Um, okay, so last week we kind of gave our first reactions and yeah. a summary of the movie Funny Girl. This week we're going to kind of talk about the two women who make up mm-hmm. Funny Girl and then also how maybe their lives, personal and professional, kind of, you know. Yeah, I think their overall it. impact on modern society and womanhood and pop culture. Pop culture, and, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so I just wanted to, cause Fanny Bryce is the subject of Funny Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it was important cause I know we talk about her in the context of her just being like the subject, but mm-hmm. I thought it was important to cover a little bit of her career and history. I'm just going to pull out some highlights and then Let's we do can it. do it. Okay. I didn't really know much. Like, I feel like I didn't even realize when I first saw this movie mm-hmm. as a kid that she was a real person. Same. The first time I saw it, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a scholar, but I thought it was interesting to kind yeah. of pull up some articles. One thing that was nice, because I thought I was misspelling her name while I was taking notes, but she goes by Fanny both Y and I.E. Love an easygoing gal like that. You know? Like, however it gets printed in the press, <laughs> like, it's correct. I had a friend in college who, like, she had, she was from India, and people uh-huh. would ask her, there's, like, two different ways that you could pronounce her name, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, how do you prefer it? And she'd be like, either is fine. Yeah, like, whatever you want to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. as long as I write. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Loki, I also get annoyed when people spell my name without an H, and I would never be that cool about it. I'd be like, there's an H there. <laughs> so I admire the chill energy that I, I can't do. bring to my life. I just can't have it constant, because I get Natalia Natalie. and Natalie. I get Natalie a lot. But I remember yeah. I didn't correct my third grade teacher for, like, a long time, and my mom had to, like, tell her. Because <laughs> I was so like the anxiety scared. of yeah. it. Oh, that's the worst. Um, okay, so good old Fanny. Um, she is is known for being a comedian, a singer, um, theater and film actress, and she also had a big career with radio. She did some film, film yeah. appearances, but she, and then obviously she was a major star of vaudeville linked with the Ziegfeld Follies. Um, and so her time in vaudeville is kind of covered throughout the film, so we don't mm-hmm. have to go into that too much. But I did think um, a couple things about her that were really interesting um, professionally, she had a top-rated comedy series um, radio show called The Baby Snook- Snooks Show. Oh, my God. Sounds amazing. The Baby Snooks Show. Sorry. I, I wanted to default She was to the Snookies. original Lucille Ball. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, wow. She's like yeah. the first big like female comedian it's like no well no. i mean it, we, there was no television at the yeah so but radio that no, was the equivalent at the totally, time totally so i i really wanted to know what baby snooks is all about because they, i of course i want to like like i default to that okay so yeah and in the 1930s until her death in 51 
R.I.P. Fanny made a radio presence as a bratty toddler named Snooks, a role she premiered in a Folly skit. So it was like sketch for a oh second. Oh my god. Co-written by a playwright named Moss Hart. It was in the Zigfield Follies of the Air in 1936 on CBS. Get that CBS money, by the way. Right? Yeah. Um, And then she moved to NBC in 37, and then it kind of became a feature. It was called Baby Snooks and Daddy, which... Oh, wow. That's like... (laughs) That would be a very different program today. (laughs) Um, She was so meticulous about the program that the title character that she was known to perform... So even though she was a radio star, she would dress up as a toddler. You have to get into character. That's half of like getting in your character is like (laughs) taking on the look. And she was 45 when she um, performed this toddler character so it was just i love like, it it's like pen 15 exactly it's just like this kooky as hell like little sketch show that turned into a radio like a super popular um network radio show she she went with until her death um and then she also um when she was in the follies she was featured singing my man which is in um mm-hmm. in the movie um and it became kind of her signature song. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots about her, and we can even talk about some things about how the movie portrayed her relationship versus what it was yeah. like. Yeah. But I thought we should start out with kind of a foundation of who she is in history. And so... Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to know, like, how accurate was the movie in terms of the depiction and um, all of that? <laughs> so... <laughs> Less than, um, I yeah. think. Yeah, so I, I read an article called Why Every Woman Should Remember the Original fu- Funny Girl, Fanny Bryce. So she goes over Bryce's, like, history as I just um, broke down. And she talks about, as a performer, she was confident, but, in, like, in the movie, she knew she wasn't typically beautiful. So she decided that she would, wanted to make use of her 36 facial expressions to make audiences laugh. That just reminds me of, I saw an interview with Jim Carrey and ta- him talking about oh how God. he practiced his facial, his dumbass facial expressions, They're which whatever, you know? they are so effective. Um, so I kind of, I pictured her doing Jim that Jim Carrey is like not always for me, but he's talented. He's like, really talented. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Truman Show, groundbreaking. Right. Eternal Sunshine? Yeah. That spoke to me in high school. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) That movie is prime for young adulthood. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, you know, we talk about the career, but always when it comes to, you know, accomplished women, we can't shy away from their personal lives, um, especially in that time. So the accuracy. Um, So in the movie, we know that... Nikki is, he's like a gambler, mm-hmm. right? And a scam artist. A scam artist. <laughs> so there were some things that were kind of, that didn't match up. I think the main, main one is that Fanny was actually aware of him being this way. Got it. Um, and he actually went to jail once and she visited him instead of it being like, a shock to her in the in the yeah so I mean I think she knew he was kind of like a gambler but yeah she didn't know that he was like a criminal yes in the movie yes but 
Yeah. It so she was like more complicit. Life. Totally. Got it. Got it. Um, that makes sense that they'd want to, like, you know, make their protagonist totally. seem a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah. and Especially the, thinking of it through, like, the 1968 audience absolutely. perspective. And her family. So they said that they kind of whitewashed the movie because her of her living children and the man she was married to as well. Oh, okay. Because she, another scandalous part was that she was not a virgin, um, which is implied in the movie. And we yeah, talked about that. Yeah, that whole scene where it's, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she's like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah that seemed very much like it, you it was implied like, that was her first time with a man. It totally was. Yeah. Um, but she was married before. She was right? married beforehand when she was very young, got divorced. Um, and then so that's not mentioned either. Because um, so the first time that Nick was um, released, they got married and then he got jailed again for fraud, um, which is what Funny Girl focuses on. I mean, it. At the end of their relationship in the film, they kind of seem to have, like, this understanding that it's fizzled out and, like, we've changed and grown apart. Right. But the truth is, he left her for another woman. <laughs> like, straight up just broke up with her. And he's the one that's going to jail. Isn't yeah. Isn't that the way? It's like yeah. how... Both, like, the, both the Menendez brothers are married now. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> like, guys in prison are not. Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah they, they get up. They get some attention. Yeah. Um, but they also, one thing that was pointed out in the article is that Nick admits, he it admits that he was a part of the embezzlement and um, in reality he, like, fought against his prison sentence and he was using Fanny's money Got in the it. process. So they portrayed his character to be a little bit more yeah, remorseful and honorable than he actually right. was. Right, and you remember I said, like, I could respect his, basically, tell, he would tell her the truth yeah, about Yeah, I was himself. like, he's owning it and this he's whole time. It. No, he straight up used her funds, fought his gay case when he got out of jail he had somebody lined up and he left her and married her it seems like he was just a shithead then he was a shithead um i mean he was a shithead <laughs> in the movie too but he was like and no, i'm telling I'm, you who i am exactly. and he was like i feel kind of bad about exactly. this see you in jail two years later fanny um married showman billy rose and i think that may be covered in the i sequel? think that's what funny lady mm-hmm. is about and that's played by james Conn. oh okay yeah okay. Um, Which is not supposed to be very good. Yeah, I heard that too. This is only girls, not only ladies, so we won't be covering it. (laughs) It doesn't make the cut. Um, And then, again, this article was like, (laughs) he ends up leaving her for a younger woman as well. She was, again, left humiliated. This is so depressing. It's so depressing. And it really, it's, it's funny, and not to hate on this article, but I thought... So the title is What Every Woman, Why Every Woman Should Remember the Original Funny Girl. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it, 75% of it's like, About listen. her getting dumped all yeah, the time? Yeah, she got dumped and oh it's God. a shame. And like, there's no real breakdown I mean, of like, her. Like, what do they want us to remember? Like, if you want to keep a man, maybe don't be yeah. like her. Like, and they, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and then they, they kind of wrap it up saying like, all the best women in history, she wasn't a one-dimensional character whose life can be crammed into two hours. We know this, you know, adapting a film. Um, she too got dumped. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it's sad that they only focus on that though and not more on like, like it seems like there's a lot about her career that also wasn't included in the movie and they're mostly focusing on like, the, here's her love here's life that tea. you didn't know yeah. about. Yeah. The um, <laughs> an actress who plays... I think the last person who performed as her in Funny Girl. But she said that she's a woman who can't get the work-life balance right. And she thinks that it is modern because that resonates for audiences and 
and this was written in 2015 more than it even did in 1964. And I thought that that, and we've said that a couple times. I think she nails it on the head when it comes to like the complexity and the sacrifice and all of that when you are talented and a woman and you're driven and then also feel as though like here's love and it requires this amount and you're like there's especially a, at the time a breakdown of yeah there was so many more expectations of yeah. women to be wives and mothers and all of that and not have careers I think now I get a little bit exhausted by things that show that narrative when I'm like mm-hmm. what if we just showed like a woman who like is doing is it. good at her job and has kids and like still has problems but yeah it's not that she like can't have it all because I actually don't know what it all is right and it's like I get that you feel a little bit of a struggle like you're never doing 100% at each but like I know lots of working moms who like my mom did that yeah and like, I'm sure she felt some pull between the two but like it was the reality it wasn't that big of a deal I don't know it's like it's more possible than I feel like I agree it's not a debate to have anymore but I, I get it for the time for the time I yeah. think that it yeah we think that it's often brought up because the movie is you right know, and now the, I think there's more 60s. expectation at least there should be more expectation for parenting to be you know like a 50 50 partnership. partnership so yeah I mean they didn't really focus on her motherhood in the movie maybe. then maybe like maybe a fake baby was swaddled in a blanket that yeah. we never saw <laughs> I don't know I forgot um, I was just thinking of like on like hinge or something they like asked the question um <laughs> what is like the hallmark of a good relationship to you mm-hmm. and i just wrote equal division of labor that's amazing and it's clearly doing really well for me because i'm super single but you know division what if someone's not down with that then labor, i gotta go right all, all kinds of labor, labor all the labor takes. that's a really household well labor cut. emotional labor like any sort any of, kind of anything anything yeah. that requires effort as a couple yeah, right. that's how it should be and if it's you not think. the way you should be able to be like hey you know pick up your weight dude right i mean ideally it would be not equal and i don't do any of it but that's not (laughs) fair to ask i guess okay anyway back tangent another thing that i just want to bring up before we even talk about barbara and and the movie in general not that this i mean i'm no barbara scholar i'm an i'm a fan and enthusiast but yeah not like there's definitely yeah some people out there namely richard e grant so I wanted to find some information about Jewish women representation in in film and then just how this movie related to it. And I found a couple good pieces, but the one I wanted to, I just read like literally a few lines from it. It's a piece called Funny Girl and Me by Alyssa Goodman. And it's in, <gasps> did you read it? No, I know Alyssa Goodman. Really? Uh, she was she my, the writer? Yes. Oh, yeah. cool. I went to college with her. How Sorry. cool. Shout out to Alyssa. I she really was my like orientation counselor. She she was a senior when I was a freshman. She's a great writer. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, I read her her piece and um she she said, "What I realize now is that it was not so much about the movie. It was not so much the eyeliner, or the jokes, or the songs that interested me, but that in Funny Girl, like so many Jewish women before me, I saw myself on screen for the first time." Um she talks about her her growing up in Fort Lauderdale and it was difficult to find Jews around her but 
On the screen, any screen, she writes, where as a child in the late 80s and early 90s would I have found a Jewish female role model who was as accessible as Barbara Streisand playing Fanny, Bryce, and Funny Girl, there wasn't one. Yeah, so she said, I'm not talking about historical figures, but about the fictional ones you need as a child to understand yourself in the world. Where was my Disney princess? It was Barbara as Fanny. Aww. I loved that. Um, and then there's a book written by sociologist Joyce Antler that she cites in her in her article. It's from 1998, and it's called Talking Back, Images of Jewish Women in American Culture. And then she kind of goes on and says that this author wrote that in Funny Girl, we see Jewish women portrayed as a smart, beautiful, funny, and tal- talented Jewish woman for the first time. I think it was then that being Jewish became to me something tangible and something cool to be. It made me feel unique and interesting and I was proud of my heritage. It was really cool That's to really me. That's really nice. Yeah. Gr- I, I'm so happy that you know her. Yeah, she's um, awesome. I found this article on Ford.com. Um, when you think of like all the old Hollywood mm-hmm. actresses. I mean, even now, like so many actors and actresses like change their names to sound mm-hmm. less Jewish. Mm-hmm. Like Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Natalie Hirschlag. That's... Jonah Hill. That... Jonah Feldstein. Really? Yeah. I mean... And you know what's interesting? Is Barbara Streisand changed her name, but it wasn't Streisand. She took out just the extra A. Yeah, she did. (laughs) I know. I love that she became Barbara instead of Barbara. Of course, because she's just Barbara. She said it looked unique. Um, No, I love it. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, she kept Streisand. I mean, I always... Think of on SNL when they would do coffee talk and he would be like, <laughs> Barbara should get an Oscar just for keeping her nose. Like, I feel like it was like, I like mean, you think of like Rita Hayworth, like had to, yes. like she was Latina and had to like change her yes. name and like dye her hair red to make her look white. Like, I, re- there I, were, rem- I, like, I heard that on You Must Remember This, I think. Yeah, yeah, there were so many efforts to make people seem well, this, like, white bread way, and Barbara stood in the face of that. And I actually, one of the articles I read was interviewing her, talking about that, and yeah. she was, like, asking her about her nose and, like, keeping it, and she was, like, I think she made a really good point that she was, like, people always say, like, oh, I kept my nose, it's, like, this very Jewish nose, but... Jews can have noses that look like all different things. And like, <laughs> For real. You're like really playing into like a stereotype of like yeah. a cartoon of a Jewish person. And she was like, and like, I just like like my nose and think it looks good on my face. So I was like, going to change good it. Like, like, it doesn't have to be like, she was like, it's not that like political. It's like, not that serious. You right. Guys. Like, yeah. and I get why people feel like so seen by it. I mean, I think it's like the same way of like, you know, being seen by anyone with like any unconventional look or something you're like and wow how brave of them yes, to like i was I think just Mindy thinking Kaling of did a bit of like sjp right like everyone how talks bra- about brave of her to age so brave of her not to get botox like it's really not i think there was a mindy yeah. Kaling interview i saw once where she was like she like wore like a crop top to something yeah and she was like there were all these articles about like wow how brave of her to like show off her body and she was like that's funny because aren't like doctor's brain (laughs) and then she's like people are always like it's so brave how she doesn't subscribe to the normal standards of beauty and she's like i do subscribe she totally does she's like but thanks she's like i don't think i look that bad but thank you it's so funny she just posted something about like bikini aware like she was like everybody wear a fucking bikini like it's just so so yeah i totally get like it's kind of annoying how we like put so much on these people for like doing these small things that aren't really that 
political, but Hollywood is so like you're so used to seeing the same body types, yeah. the same face types, the same kind of beauty that yeah, it feels like a big deal internally when you see something different, even though at an individual level they're just being themselves. Yeah, I love knowing that about Barbara. I think that like it's thinking about after reading was just like the span of her career, the like quality of her expression, like whether it's her movies or her music and just how that needs, how that doesn't always stand alone. Like she's always kind of, she's always kind of portrayed in pop culture. I I read a a piece too that was like just heavily, um, and it, it covered more about like the character's, that Barbara played in those films and how progressive that was, which Mm. I appreciated. But everything always gets tied back to, like, her being unconventionally pretty. Like, wow, can you believe she was in a movie with Robert Redford? They said about Omar Sharif, like, he said... And talk about, repre- like, ethnic representation in movies. He's right. Egyptian. Yeah. And they just basically in Hollywood used him as, like, miscellaneous. He was any, yeah. He was miscellaneous <laughs> non-white person yeah. in everything. Yeah. Like, but isn't he, Dr. Shivago, isn't he, like, Russian? I, th- yeah. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. I honestly can't verify that, but, yeah. yes, it sounds like it. And, and like, then he's, like, he's like, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> and I, they're just, like, non-white. Yeah, yeah. Get that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was that, that dude. But he said that he did not find her physically attractive but he said after knowing her lighting up the screen in my opinion physically he said that he fell in love with her after knowing her for like one or two weeks like he was like i was in love with her and i'm like like i think that that says something about being able to like first impressions and just physical attraction is not a good way to like it's a good starting point but also i think there's nothing wrong in like falling in love with somebody who you didn't initially find I think attractive. especially like I I think especially men ha- don't reconcile that physical attraction is something that can be like built. I don't know, personally, I've been in a lot of situations where like I wasn't initially attracted to someone mm-hmm. and then you like get to know them same and they find much more appealing, but I feel like men in general, not to speak too generalizing, yeah. but tend to like open or close a door based just like on like looking at yeah. someone just because yeah. of you know patriarchy and things yeah and because you know like we see men as like human beings and they don't always see women that way initially a lot of the time so no it's true like it's- <laughs> so i guess like good for omar no Curry. but I, he didn't but have also, to tell people right like, and also like i think that she's stunningly same. beautiful in this movie same she has like a she's captivating and so, yeah, it is, like, a little, like, I get the point of, like, oh, we're, like, finally celebrating Jewish features and things, which, again, like, what even is a Jewish feature? Like, there's Jewish people from all over the world. Yeah. It is gets to a point where it gets a little insulting to, like, keep harping on about, wow, yeah, yeah. she's so conventionally unattractive, yeah. and yet people are attracted to her. <laughs> what a thing. <laughs> How brave. How brave of her. Yeah, wow, brave. Um, So next week, we're going to be continuing our conversation about Funny Girl and Barbara and Fanny. Mm-hmm. So make sure to tune into the second half of our discussion then. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Only Girls. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Only Girls Pod. And if you have a suggestion or just want to say hi, email us at onlygirlspod at gmail.com or call us at 903-35-GIRLS. You can find me, Natalia Rodas, on Instagram at Natalia Jane Rodas and Twitter at Jane. And you can find me, Sarah Gorman, on Instagram at Sarah Gorman and Twitter at the Sarah Gorman and on Etsy at thesmashshop.etsy.com. All right. I just keep them in stitches, doubled in high. Though I may be all wrong for the guy, I'm good for a laugh. I guess it's not funny. Cause life is far from a sunny When the laugh is over And the joke's on you A girl ought to have a sense of humor That's one thing she really needs for sure When you're a funny girl The fellas say A funny girl Funny how it ain't So funny Funny girl Funny said I was funny.